Welcome, this is Capture Comments. Uh, my name is Alex, a fashion producer by trade. And I'm Curie, a fashion photographer by trade. Uh, this podcast, each episode will be delving into the fashion world and dissecting its imagery. Yeah, and this week we're going to look at, obviously, the main premise of this podcast. We're going to talk about ourselves a bit. And also within this episode, we're going to be looking at a few editorials. Just as a note as well, all of the imagery we're talking about today and in future podcasts can be seen at our Instagram, at Captured Comments. That is correct. Follow it, because we've only got 10 followers, so that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we, we need you guys, yeah. please. Let's just crack on with things. Um, why don't you start, Kiri? Why don't you just tell us so, why we should listen to you? Yeah, we both are based here in London. We met each other at university. Truth. And kind of every time we meet up, every time we hang out, we are constantly talking about fashion imagery, whether it's good, what we like, what's happening at the moment. And we thought, why not sit down and record it for you guys and have this kind of conversation in a listenable form. Yeah, listenable form. So you're, in essence, you're basically going to be listening to our phone calls, our sort of like beer and coffee chat. Of course, we're going to give opinions. Of course, we're going to critique. But we want it to be very chilled and just almost like you're sat in the room. Yeah, exactly. Or you're listening to into our phone calls. We have some pretty exciting ideas lined up, as well as some interviews we've got in the works that will hopefully be coming to you in the next couple of weeks and months to look forward to. And in the future, we're kind of hoping that we can talk more about photography competitions and current editorials being released each month and kind of really develop this into a critical commentary on the fashion image world. Yeah, that's, yeah. And as I say, we're going to obviously be up to date as well. So we do want to look at things that are happening per month. At the moment, of course, um, with the world being on lockdown, we're going to have a sporadic upload time. But obviously when that sort of social distancing, you know, the distance gets slightly closer, um, we'll be able to upload at a more frequent basis. We're looking realistically at like once a week. Yeah. But um, as yeah. I say, at the moment, we'll just do as we please It'll or as we can. It'll come as it does. So, Alex, tell me a bit about yourself. A bit about me? Yeah. Okay, I will. Yeah, okay, I will do. Yeah, Midlands born. I don't know if you can tell um, by this accent, but... Long story short, I wrote a handwritten letter down to Rankin, the photographer. I was picked up and started as a photographic assistant when I just turned 20. Stayed there for more or less two years and just learned literally everything under the sun. Were you working as a photographer in the Midlands before you wrote to Rankin? Yes and no, if you class doing passport pictures as a sort of trade yeah but one thing it did do was an industry snappy snaps i never made it to the midlands it's too too rich we had boots boots express i can't i can't plug them so (laughs) they are a great photographic service by the way so you were at rankin and then what was next yeah so as i say i did did rankin left that we'll go into that in another podcast one of the main reasons from leaving that is because i wanted to learn a bit more theory actually so that's when I started to look at going to university that's where me and Kiri obviously met at UAL LCF wasn't it yeah London Um, College of Fashion Lime Grove Campus yeah you can shout it out if you want to won't be a thing in 2021 no Um, but that's again for another podcast yeah but it's a sick building um, for all those people that have been or want to go Um, but yeah so I wanted just actually get a bit more theory under the belt as well as just technique well you're really strong in technique talk to me a little bit about your photography style 
Photography style-wise, very, very much clean. Following on from the ranking knowledge of a one-light system, I was very much using that for a long time in my sort of personal photography career. A massive fan of Octa's clean light, um, but basically commercial photography. Started to go into still life, actually myself now, but everything sort of, for me, has to be clean, has to be almost hyper-real, but at the same time, which is what we'll delve in through these editorials, they have to be true. Um, I like to see the natural beauty of people. And again, yeah, it stems course. back from a time in the Midlands of like actually falling in love with people more than more than maybe the story behind everything. Yeah. I just like who actually is the subject. And say so moving on from that, so we won't delve in too deeply. We use the word delve again. We, but then we I... like the word delve on this podcast, as you will learn through yeah. the months and years of listening to yeah, us. You should probably um, get, a, get a marker out and count how many times you say that. Yeah. But uh, moved on to assist Miles Aldridge for a bit, and now I, I work for basically a fashion agency, a fashion house at the moment as a fashion producer. So that is a short five years of Alex's life within like two and a half minutes. I'm going to fire you over to Kiri and tell you, well, she'll tell you why she's worth listening to. Unlike Alex, I didn't do a lot of assisting or anything to begin with. I actually went to the London College of Fashion to study fashion styling for my three years of my undergraduate degree. Alex and I worked quite closely. I often styled for your shoot. It's true. We met actually during a collaborative project where you were the photographer and I was a stylist. And I think we continued that relationship on there. Definitely. Was that the big team building? Yeah, Jesus. yeah. We had to do a Mimic yeah. magazine. It didn't turn out well because yeah. we were... We were both editors-in-chief. Yeah. Because obviously we're We're quite... two strong-headed people. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I studied, <laughs> I studied fashion styling. I worked as a stylist for about four years throughout university and a little bit after. And then I realized that... I missed the kind of sense of control in the image making. Mm. I, I didn't feel satisfied with just being a stylist. Yep. I decided then to go in, onto my master's. So I studied fashion image making at Central St. Martin's under Adam Murray, who is a, who is a great kind of cultural critic and nice. does a lot of really interesting things in the industry and curation. And there, that's really when I picked up my photography only about a year ago, to be honest. I've only been yeah. working as a fashion photographer. you graduated a couple of months back. I graduated in December. Yeah. I did a huge final major project that lasted six months. I, that was pretty long. Yeah, yeah. It, it was exhausting. I needed a couple of months of downtime to pick <laughs> up the camera again. Hence why we're recording this in May. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a pretty young fashion photographer, but as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I am very fortunate enough now to be working as a full-time fashion photographer in totally. the industry. And I really think if I hadn't one met you and other photographers during LCF that pushed me towards that mm. as well as going to through education and on to Central St. Martin's I wouldn't have really ever found my footing as a photographer or my confidence I think that's really like yeah confidence is a I big, was never confident play in photography and I think also you coming from a stylist background actually does provide another like perspective onto photography itself because obviously you can be very sort of like rabbit in a headlight regarding photography yeah but I, I think, think when you you've seen it from being in essentially on the side of a set, then coming into the main light. I think it offers something different, which I think your photography actually does offer something different. Thanks. And again, we will be uploading some of our own photography to yeah, the Instagram Yeah, on page. the Instagram, at Captured Comments. Uh, we can yeah. get on to our main part of this podcast where we talk about, we're each going to talk about two different editorials. That's correct. So let's get into it. You are doing the first one. Yeah, totally. Happy to start. I'm going to pick 
one from, drum roll please, thank you very much, tomorrow is a long time. Now this is an editorial for Another Man magazine. This was published actually way back in autumn, winter 2016. Way back. Yeah, that's, that's pretty Historical way back. Historical fashion photography Honestly, we're getting into yeah, you've here, seen, You've seen these imagery on tapestries. This is how way back it's been. But this is from photographer, obviously, Alistair McLennan, um, starred by everyone's favorite Alistair Mackey. And also the subject matter is everyone's favorite and current favorite. Harry Styles, oh, the dream boat. So dreamy. The watermelon man. Yes, this is, this is one of my editorials I've chosen just to just to talk about, just to go through why I think it there was a... something important at the time that it was actually shot. And everything from um, Alistair's photography as well, how he shoots, obviously being from the north, it's quite laid back. If we look through these images, again, we're, we're actually going to develop or sort of dabble into videoing these podcasts at one stage. So we will put the images that we're talking about on the video as we talk through them, obviously, but again, you can see some of these on our social media. But his photography is very laid back, more or less naturally lit all of the time, but the subject matter is always natural. Mm -hmm. Like we take this editorial here, it's basically just Harry Styles having his hair cut, chilling out, wearing clothes, which probably now you would not associate him with wearing. They're very, I remember <laughs> at the time thinking how um, kind of dandy he looked, but now with his more modern contemporary style, it's very like, very toned back for him. But you have to remember totally. this is 2016, autumn, winter, and One Direction broke up in 2015. So yeah, it is very, very early career Quite Harry like Styles. Pleasure, still trying to find his feet. And you can kind of see that he looks young in these pictures. He it does look young. And obviously what we were saying prior with the, the title of the editorial, um, Tomorrow is a Long Time. Was it a Bob Dylan reference? It's, yeah, it's actually yeah. a Bob Dylan song. So I think they're, what Alistair is trying to do here is akin him to a very prominent figure within yeah, the music he's industry. Yeah, starting his solo career. And I remember how big this, like, editorial blew up. Yeah, it was huge. I remember, huge. um, would I, were we in uni at this time? We were still in uni, yeah, 2016. Yeah, I think we've got copies of this. I have, um, yeah, I definitely have a copy. And I remember it just absolutely blew out of the water. And as I say, from, as I said, I'm not disrespecting at all, but from the, the front of it, it's a very simple editorial. Yeah. It's a very simple shoot. You're just following him round, literally chilling out. He's grimacing in some images. He's just had his hair cut. Like, you know, it, it's so laid back. And I think what this does is let you into how personable you can be with Harry. Like, you're literally, you're almost like you're sat with Harry. There's, a, there's an image here when he's having a drink um, in a pub. And I think what he wants to achieve is you're sat at the other side of it. Right. And I think, go on. I feel like, I might be completely wrong about this, but I feel like it might be shot in his hometown. And that is the bread bakery that he worked in when well, he was... Well, let's use a competitive search engine to find that out. Yep. Um, but again, that's that probably akins to the whole editorial. Um, exactly. I think that... Let's hope I it is, because that would be a good aspect for this editorial. Um, I'll, I'll just talk about sort of like Alistair's um, photography as a whole as well. Um, we sort of associate him with being on a grey background, being pretty natural lit. And I think just the realism in his portrait photography. What, what was the exhibition that we went to? That exhibition we went to was North Fashioning Identity at the Somerset House. It was curated by Adam Murray and Lou Stoppard, and it kind of just explored the identity of 
the north of England in mm-hmm. fashion imagery and kind of fashion and fine art in general. Yep. And there was an Alistair McClellan, McClellan piece there. Sorry, my Americanisms come out sometimes <laughs> and I get very tongue-tied. So you'll, you'll probably learn this as I pronounce people's names throughout this podcast. That's fine. Pretty much that exhibition solidified that Alistair McClellan had such a strong united idea of the North in his work. At the same time, Alistair Mackey did a project around the idea of his hometown of Glasgow. So I think what's really important with his editorial with Harry Styles is that both McClellan and Mackey had projects concerning where they were from and they were bringing Harry Styles to his hometown for this kind of coming of age editorial to show that he's no longer this One Direction boy. He's no longer Harry who worked in the bread shop. He is Harry Styles, yeah. the fashion icon, who exactly. is on the cover of another magazine. Exactly. And um, what it works as is, obviously we obviously we all know Harry Styles from One Direction, but this is when he was thrusted upon us, basically, on these sort of um, magazines, on these publications. He's now become an icon, obviously now with Gucci. But yeah, he was thrust upon us, and we just witnessed this sort of not boy anymore. Yeah, the, the of... birth of a fashion... The birth of a man. Birth of a fashion man. Sorry, <laughs> he, is, he is my boy crush, but um, definitely, definitely my man definitely. crush. But um, I was definitely a 1D fan. I think but, Harry Styles was always the one that I was like. Yeah, I actually didn't really like Niall, but again, let's not. Zayn, I quite like. Yeah, Zayn definitely. But, um, anyway. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> off topic, but no, he was definitely there, and he's now obviously been fronted. What was the other publication he was on recently with them? Um... Oh, he was just on Beauty Papers, shot by Casper Jensen. Incredible imagery. Oh, um, so beautiful. I mean, it yeah. did kind of make waves that editorial. He, totally. he was shown Justin. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know the editorial shown in fishnet if not, tights. Look it up. So. Uh, on the cover of this magazine. Yeah. This editorial is before he signed his only stylist, who is Harry Lambert, mm-hmm. who I, th- th- I think that's quite, a, I don't know, an interesting dynamic here because I think Harry Lambert is the one who kind of redesigned who we know as Harry Styles. So this is a very yeah. interesting pre-Harry Lambert Harry, <laughs> Harry Styles. Where Too many Harrys. You can see that he's interested in playing in these kind of like 1960s fashion yeah. motifs but then as soon as you get his new stylist in yeah. he leans into that so I, I think there is kind of still a sense of boyhood in in this in, in his editorial obviously especially it's it's almost as you say it's he's the whole getting his hair cut is almost just like a metaphor for, yeah of course you know you're cutting off the old you you're becoming something new the irony is obviously his hair is now longer than it is in this editorial oh yeah um but yeah, you're almost just starting afresh. And as I say, obviously it's the, the sort of rebirth of his solo career and everything. But as I say, from a photogra- photography and sort of imagery standpoint, imagery is just absolutely incredible. Obviously the publication Another Man we know is fucking good. So, you know, it's as a, as a package and almost as like, a conclusion to his start, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I think that's what's so like, important about yeah. this editorial and why we're featuring it in this episode is like, it was the beginning of kind of the fashion icon we know today. Totally, totally. Um, should we get on to the next? I think we should. Editorial. Um, so the next. Bring it one, in, Kiri. Yeah, bring it in. It's, it's an editorial that I've chosen. A very, very important editorial in my mind, and I think it should be a very important editorial in everyone who's interested mm-hmm. in fashion. Everyone should probably know about this. Yeah. I mean, it was huge when it happened. It was 
it was ground, groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. So it is the Tyler Mitchell 2018 September issue of Vogue, which featured Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She was on the cover, and there was a long editorial featuring Tyler Mitchell's photography of Beyonce. So to me, this is a seminal scent of imagery that can't be ignored. Mitchell was the first African-American to shoot the cover of Vogue in its 125-year history. At only 23, Mitchell has created a set of images that will not only define his career, but will be a defining moment in fashion imagery. And it, it totally is a defining I think, moment. In yeah, the, the prominent thing imagery. here is a master house or like a, a huge house like Vogue, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cultural zeitgeist of what fashion is, American Vogue. The fact that it never had an African-American photographer until 2018 yep. just seems kind of appalling to me. And no better person to bring this all in than Beyonce herself, who within this project wanted to feature young African-American artists, as well as designers such as Grace Wales Bonner, who's a London-based designer, but her father is Jamaican, so there's a lot of kind of that identity thrown into her work, and they really kind of showcase that in this editorial. Shot on film, very classic of his style, kind of a defining defining moment in who he is as a photographer as well, kind of this laid-back how you would shoot a friend almost. You know, yeah, he kind I of think, ignores yeah. the fact that he's shooting Beyonce. He's shooting her like, no, I, they've I, I been totally friends for years. Yeah, it, it's the, the great thing about his photography does just sort of like blur. You know, you're not, what portrait photographers sometimes have, obviously, you know, if you've got a, a celebrity in front of you, it will literally, you, you will, he, he blurs that line, as you say. He, he looks like he's known her. He looks like he's just chilling with her. And I think it really does just show in these images that we're looking through now that they are just comfortable together. And I think, obviously, because they've all worked to achieve one goal, it's obviously helped the photography as well. So it's all just this really nice, just friendly shoot. It just looks... It's so clean. It's so beautiful. It's... The outdoor space really brings you into this place. He mentions in an NPR article that... He was specifically looking at imagery surrounding African diaspora, specifically at Congolese and Haitian references, which obviously is very important to the identity of his work. Uh, He also goes on to say that when he took a trip to Havana, that was kind of the seminal moment for him when he realized he wanted to be a photographer. He always brings these kinds of colors, the Havanan colors, into his projects. Yeah, I just think it's just... It's just really beautiful, isn't it? Like, I know it sounds dumb. It's romantic. It's, there's a, yeah, it's just, it's very romantic. There's a, there's a Vivian Sawson kind of feeling in some of the images. I, just, I can't get, I just, I can't get over how natural, how natural it is. There's just, everything's just so calm and She's so relaxed in her face. It, it shows that there is a comfort between Mitchell and herself. It's, yeah, there's almost like no one else is on set with her. But also what she's wearing as well, what they've done. You know, in one of these, he's wearing a Louis Vuitton dress, and it's just the the way that again, it's just so simple. But then, obviously, she's wearing this really luxury. Yeah, just, e- even the Grace Wells Bonner, the collar yeah. of it has the colors of the African flag, but it has the colors of the African flag and Swarovski crystals. So there is that elegance of like, yeah. this is we are powerful. This is us. Totally, we are the fashion industry. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the birth of the supermodels, and this is Editorial Supermodels by the one and only Peter Lindbergh, 1988, and if we thought the Harry Styles one was going back a bit, this Yeah, you said that was old. Yeah, I know, it's, um, (laughs) but this is arguably the most impressive 
unimpressive shoot ever. Um, a little backstory about that. One of the old editors at Vogue hated um, the images that Peter Lindbergh, well, hated might be a strong, but she didn't agree with publishing them. Six months later, the famous Anna Winter took over and absolutely adored these images of the supermodels that Peter Lindbergh shot. And she featured them as a front cover and also primary editorial space for the magazine. What this editorial bought was, you know, we've had we've had supermodels in the past, you know, we've had or, or icons, I should say, like Jean yeah. Shrimpton with like David Bailey in the 60s and yeah. things like this. But this was like the birth of the actual supermodel. So Peter actually photographed models such as Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford. They all featured within this. Well, and he kind of gave them their careers as well. He's really the photographer that jump-started who these girls were. Before so then, they were just models. Yeah, it's almost like obviously just elevated it to a sort of fame level obviously now we know our supermodels to be sort of like Kylie Jenner, Gigi Deed, Cara Delevingne maybe yeah. um, that kind of that kind of vibe but this was the the reason this was so again I, I use the word simple not in a derogatory way but in uh, well you know a, a way that it's so so brilliant I think because it's so stripped back obviously Peter's yeah. synonymous for his naturally lit imagery the way he uses black and white contracts also Side small fact: He uses a telephoto to shoot the majority of his Does images. He? So basically, he puts things in the forefront. You know, like a music stand where you put yeah. music on. He shoots through that to give him different foreground and um, foreground sort of perspectives. So if you often see so like a blur leave, on the yeah. front, that it's actually shot through one of them. Wow, that's really anyway, interesting. Anyway, side note, but um, but as, as Kiri was saying, this ignited so many people's careers. He was responsible. Um, I'm going to get in trouble for pronouncing this name incorrectly. Um, so I will just call her Linda. Um, he was Evangelista. Evangelista, there we go. Linda Evangelista. But he was the one that mentioned cutting her hair. So she had this sort of like Rapunzel-esque haircut. Yeah. And then apparently she didn't want it cutting. And then a month later she came back and she was like, I'm ready to get it cut. And, and who um, do you go to but Peter to cut your hair? Well, yeah, but it was Peter's hairstylist that cut yeah. it. But um, apparently, as I say, literally, um, as of this morning, I watched a documentary and he had her hair in a bunch and then just snipped it. And there's, there's actually images, again, which we'll put up with her hair all over her shoulders and stuff. But that really reignited, not reignited, that ignited her career as this yeah. supermodel that obviously we now all know. But again, I just think the simplicity of it, all natural light, Unretouched. Uh, completely unretouched. And every and what they're wearing as well, it's not styled in, no. in essence. Of course it's styled because they're all wearing the same thing. Right. You know? But it's everyone's just in white. Yeah. It's like And white shirts and swimsuits. Right? Exactly. Swimsuits? Exactly. It's like um, an incredibly good dove advert. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. like this is this was unprecedented in the times and I think credit and, and a reason why Anna Winter is still there is that she sees trend yeah again we'll go into probably Anna Winter on other episodes but I, I think she's fantastic but um, that's also from a leadership point of view but um, have you got any do you like this editorial Kiri because I know it's sort of like I presume you like it but obviously uh, it's yeah, against your of course I like it it's not very much my style but I appreciate where fashion photography came from and if you can't mm -hmm. pinpoint moments that have changed the history of fashion photography you're kind of being ignorant it really just does show like the power of beauty and photography and the power of the fashion image that it can not only change these girls lives but speak to masses of vogue readers 
and kind of show that these quote-unquote supermodels were very human and yeah. I think that's what Lindbergh was so good at doing was capturing the real person not 100%. not the yeah. guys that a celebrity yeah. puts on and I think the way it worked with Vogue as well you've all of a sudden you've got this Vogue which is quite high-end obviously and it just gave it a relatability obviously yeah. what you're going in with Peter Lindbergh's work it, again it, similar to the previous editorial we have he bridges that that gap like you know the supermodel that you can become a supermodel yeah and i think in the 90s as things like readerships were growing and access to publications mm -hmm. was becoming more and more this kind of accessibility allowed for more of a, a public interest in fashion and in sort of photography and in this kind of exclusive world that all of a sudden yeah. became much more real and that, yeah I think with the natural side of this editorial, it allows for people to feel what the models are feeling. Yeah, and I think the words, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you just used the word real. I think it did, because obviously, you know, some, some high-end fashion and some just is completely unobtainable. Yeah. And one thing that obviously Peter Lindbergh throughout his career did was just bring that realism to everyone. And that sort of, everyone could be the girl that he felt. I think, I can't remember the... It, it is the all-American um, girl kind of story, really. Well, he was um, so relaxed, so that's at what it ease, is. Yeah. having fun, the ability to laugh and not be posed. Exactly. And just kind of this, yeah, real at ease that the models have shows, in in a sense, this kind of yeah, all-American fashion, but not. And I think the last thing, just to wrap this editorial up, is just the sheer importance this was at its time for Vogue, for Peter Lindbergh, for obviously the entirety of, you know, the models that were yeah. on it. And something like personal that I want to go into as well is um, some of Peter Lindbergh's photography is arguably one of my favourite photographers. Amongst many, I'm sure people have, like... 50 favorite photographers well he's um, one of everybody's first fashion photographers right exactly. when you google fashion photography one of his images will inevitably come up it's totally and i think it's your introduction yeah he, he, he definitely just brings people into again that relatability and he does that onto people that research him as well but i would like to say in future episodes and go into his work a bit more because i think it add that to the list exactly but i think it's technically great but yes to conclude on this to quote vogue's website and the rest is a fashion history yes mm. Ooh, fashion so kiri so bring us on to the final editorial that we're so, talking about on this time our final editorial is kind of, it's more of a niche editorial. We're mm -hmm. not going to be talking about something big here. Yep. It's Jack Davison's uh, editorial for Double Magazine, March 2020, so very recent, entitled Homecoming, styled by Katie Burnett, set designed by Rachel Thomas. Both the styling and set were very integral to the shoot, as yep. they often are with his work. Davison is personally one of my favorite photographers. He's got a really unique approach to his work. He's very experimental. He's, oh, I mean, his work is almost like just an experimental project that he shot yeah. at home by himself, but then yeah. somehow it turned into this beautiful fashion image. He recently released a book called Songflowers along with the fashion company Marnie, sold at Joint Loose. And I think that sold out in like two days. So wow. he, although kind of a niche photographer, he is becoming a very prominent photographer in a contemporary setting. But this editorial, I think, is very important. Shot, obviously, right before... Well, maybe not shot, but released right before lockdown started, at least yeah. in the UK here. And what I think that is so interesting about this 
is that he shoots his family, his wife, his grandparents, his dog as the subjects. And they're in fashion in fashion clothing, you know, they, they are in designer clothes. Yep. And it's in the context of Double Magazine, which is a fashion magazine. And it just made me really think about how we're going to approach imagery after this, this kind of period in our lives where everything's going to change. So I think it, it celebrates individuality and kind of exemplifies that we can continue to create fashion imagery in perhaps a social distancing way, if that is yes. our future. It highlights that we can continue to create without traveling to glamorous places. I, I think it's just a very inspiring shoot, as you yeah. say. You know, you don't have to use, to bring it back to the supermodels thing, you don't have to use the, you know, the cream of the crop. No. You can use your grandma, you can use your family. And also I think this is just for every photographer any, anyway. You can use just things around the house. It doesn't have yeah. to be designed. It doesn't I mean, have to be anything. I will get onto this on another Thing. can be classed as fashion photography yeah. in, in some respects. Whether it has a capital F or a lowercase f. Again, exactly. something for another podcast. Exactly. But I just think it's a really inspiring and creative it, editorial. It's certainly it's a new way of create. approaching fashion photography, I think. Yeah. And we see that we're kind of seeing this a bit more. The Family Portraits magazine came out in early mm. early 2020, I think in January actually, which again just kind of celebrates yeah. famous photographers uh, photographing more um, fa family and yeah. uh, personal subject. And I think that is really important that fashion isn't always about supermodels. It is about the human behind it and celebrating different bodies, celebrating different people. Exactly. Everyone partakes in this industry, whether they like it or not. Mm -hmm. You have to buy clothes, whether you enjoy it yep. and it's something you celebrate within your life or is it's, it's a means to an end. I think there is a way to use imagery in any sense, but certainly going forward, I think this is a really outstanding yeah, way to- Yeah, I think it's to... a very prominent editorial, obviously with the time that we're in. What you're mentioning with buying clothes and stuff, I think it's prominent with the whole fast fashion thing. Again, we'll yeah. go into that. Yeah, I do think we'll start looking a bit closer than further away in yeah. up and coming editorials. Um, and I think that's, a, if you are a photographer out there that's starting off and all of a sudden you've been thrown into lockdown, what is it that's near to you? I mean, landscape and countryside, is, we're still allowed to go to, it's still yeah. open. Do you have you flatmates? Have, you have flatmates, you've subjects. got family members, a cat, I mean, yeah. Honestly, anything. But as I say, there's an image in this editorial that we're talking about now where he uses his dog outside just yeah. to fill the foreground of the image. Um, and you can just experiment with this. I mean, like, yeah, it's... If you haven't it's, seen mm. this editorial, obviously we'll put it up on the Instagram. But I know Double Magazine isn't that accessible for everyone. But of course, go out to models.com, like, have a look at it. It, it. it is so beautiful. The set is, you know, just like cardboard and wires. It's totally yeah. DIY. But it, it just proves that you can, you can continue to create amazing fashion imagery, no matter who your subject is, what you have available to you. If you want to take images, take images. Cool, I think that's a um, pretty good place to end our first podcast, our introductory podcast. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I, you can obviously let us know what you think by rating and reviewing, or you can send us a message over Instagram if you have any ideas for us or any yeah, do, suggestions. Yeah, do go and follow us on that. As I say, it's something that we want to adapt um, through the coming weeks. Yeah. Obviously, the all of the images episodes. from today will will yeah, you be can actually there. see what we've been talking about yeah. to start with. But yeah, we want to go into interviews. What we mentioned at the start again, we may want to start videoing these so you can actually see yeah, what we exactly. look like as well. Yeah, so we're just people in the industry trying to well, just give criticism and look at things and. You know, actually provides some insight to an industry which is incredibly closed off. 
Thanks so much for listening, guys. You can follow me over at Curie Zulo on Instagram. You can check out my website at CurieLeeZulo.com. Oh, she's giving a website plug as well. <laughs> um, you can follow me at AlexJohnson underscore XX. And you can also write that in a web browser and you would get my website as well. But no, um, we will see you next week, guys. And for episode two, I guess. Yeah, episode so that two. That comes after one. That's great. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.